independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up, party people? Happy Monday! Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. Let's jump straight into it. Uh, Still a nightmare in Florida. Uh, The cleanup is going to last quite a long time, and it is going to be very, very costly. Now the battle has begun is whose fault is it, right? Got to have somebody's fault. Whose fault is it? Well, it's climate change's fault. That's one of them, right? That's That's got to be one of them. And the other one is, well, was it the president's fault? Was it, uh, I mean, the, the governor's fault? Was it the local agency's fault? Everybody is getting blamed for something. As that storm started to shift, then they took that data and then they acted appropriately. Did they act appropriately? We did what we had to do. At the exact same time, I wouldn't have changed anything. And I know being in those meetings from the very minute, this storm was very unpredictable. Unpredict- Look, it's, it's nature. As we always talk about, nature will mess you up. It will mess you up. There is no doubt about that. Could they have done more? First of all, I go to this. Human nature is a very interesting thing. You tell everybody in the world to leave, but is everybody going to leave? That's, that's something, right? I mean, no, not everybody's going to leave. Some people are going to stay. Some people are going to stick around. That's what they do. Uh, You know, because they've said, well, I've been through 100 of these and nothing ever comes. This was obviously something much larger than I think a lot of people expected. And the question is now, uh, you know, was it the right thing? Should they have been more forceful than that? But this is just politics. Would they be saying the same thing if it was a Democrat? Eh, Probably not at this point. But this is the world that we live in, and this is where they're going to push. The, the reality is everybody else is trying to figure out exactly where do we go from here? How do we figure out what we need to do at this point in time? Because it is uh, still a nightmare there. I mean, last night, the football game was actually played in Tampa. But they said the area of which the, those people, you know, in that area, they weren't really affected by it. The rest of it was. But the, here we are. Days later, and people are still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. My buddy, I'm going to try to talk to him tomorrow. He is a uh, it's insurance adjuster, my best friend in the whole world, outside of my uncle. Uh, and he is there, and I want to just get a sense, dude, how nasty is it? Because it's nasty. He got there yesterday uh, as best that he could in the areas he needed to get. But he's like, it's, it was, he goes, dude, it's, it's like a nuclear bomb went off in some of these areas. He goes, there's other areas you're driving through. It's like completely untouched. You're like, okay, okay. Five full days after the hurricane hit and still there's water in some of these neighborhoods. This particular one, a double whammy of wind and flood water still that refuses to drain even with dry weather. So many areas look like this. So many more look much, much worse with people still being pulled out of the most decimated areas. Yeah, a lot of people still stuck in certain areas as well. And, you know, and then there's the other part of it, too, where there's opportunity. People will take that opportunity to do bad things. But remember, as DeSantis points out here, kids, this is the kind of state that we are. We want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage 
of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved, and if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you, in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Yeah. Uh, translation. Hey, guys, here's the way this is going to go down. If you think you're going to rob somebody because they're not home, you're going to take an advantage to rob somebody or to loot an area. Understand that uh, anything that happens to you, there probably will not be any questions seriously asked because your ass is going to get shot is is what they're saying. Just throwing that out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, The other big story in the world is what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, As the world continues to watch to find out if this guy is really that crazy and at any given time would twist off and decide, I'm going to do something nuclear. Uh, And that's a big question. If. Is he that crazy? Is he ready for that and what would come with that myself president biden has been clear administration has been clear that there is a risk given all of the loose talk and the nuclear saber rattling by putin uh, that he would consider this and we've been equally clear about what the consequences would be we have communicated that directly to the russians we do not presently see indications about the imminent use of nuclear weapons yeah not yet i mean you know he annexed took hold of what about 15 percent of the country says it's his now but they're already being chased out of there that was happening friday you can fly the flag all you want and what is mike Lyons, our, our military analyst said taking an area meaning going into an area and flattening it is one thing holding the area occupying it is a whole nother level of toughness that the military right now that they have russia isn't capable of doing for several reasons. One, they're not armed well enough. They're not trained well enough. The best of the best when it comes to, in this war, who is the best? Well, it's simple. The Ukrainians. The Ukrainians are better equipped. They're just better. Ukraine, a country a third the size of Russia, has a bigger, much more effective army on the ground and other assets as well. Yeah. They got better stuff. Because we've been giving them all of our stuff. Stuff we're like, yeah, we can't give you that. They're like, yeah, you guys can have it. See if it works. It worked? Fantastic. They broke that down. That thing worked. It works big time. Yeah. Putin is desperate. He's trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do. Because he put himself in a position right now where he can't go back empty-handed. Right? He can't. He's either got to win this thing all out and say, see, I told you it was all worth it, or he's done. Those are his choices now. Right? Sun Tzu, never surround your enemy on all sides. The problem is he's surrounded now with his own people. People in the Kremlin, the oligarchs that are still out there and alive, uh, the, his people are looking and saying, all right, well, if it's so worth it, then make it worth it. And that's why he's saber-rattling. That's why he's throwing out the, ah, blow stuff up. No amount of shambolic mobilization, which is the only way to describe it, no amount of annexation, no amount of even veiled nuclear threats 
uh, can actually get him out of this particular situation. Yeah, none. I mean, he's in a lot of trouble, which is scary because desperate people will do desperate things. Even, quote unquote, his friends are like, eh, you know what? Two of his major uh, countries who have been at least providing some tacit support, India and China, have publicly spoken out uh, against what he's doing in Ukraine and done so right in front of him publicly. So he's losing a lot of sympathetic ears, not only in Russia, but outside Russia as well. Yeah. India is buying all the cheap oil you'll supply them because they've got to make sure they heat and, and, and all their people have the fuel that they need. They have a billion and a half people. Plus, plus, plus. They're going to be soon the largest nation on Earth. And China is China. But they also recognize, especially Xi's under pressure, that this can't go on forever. So you've painted yourself in a corner and you're screwed. That's what makes it scary. That's what makes it absolutely scary is what he has done. And you wonder... Could he? It's an illegal claim. It's an irresponsible uh, statement. This nuclear sable rattling is not the kind of thing that uh, that we would expect to hear from uh, leaders of uh, of large countries with uh, with capability. What we can expect to see: the Ukrainians will continue to move forward and attempt to take back all of the territory uh, within their sovereign borders here. And so, I don't think that's going to stop. And we will continue to support them in their efforts. Yeah. Lloyd Austin right there. Uh, No, it's not going to stop because you can't. You can't give him what he wants to go home and save face. I think the the Europeans and the world has to look and say, all right, guys, here's the deal. It's going to suck. And your winters may be a little bit harsh. But here's the other side of things. This is our chance to get rid of this guy once and for all. Now, the guy behind him, I don't know what he's going to be like. I could not tell you what the guy behind him is going to be like. But what I can say is it's time. It's time we do something. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But there there should be worry because desperation causes people to do seriously bad things. And you do wonder if this guy is about ready to not go nuclear like we would think where he's evaporating places, but a tactical nuke that would kill thousands and would up the ante and get everybody involved. And he's starting to play the game of, you see, the world's coming for us, Russia. They're coming for us. We told you they're coming for us. We told you that they're they're here to destroy us. Using the speech to make a call to arms to Russians, telling these people they're in a global conflict with the West and America. Later, on Red Square, an emphatic Putin. Leading in cheers a crowd that have mostly been bussed in to try to rally a nation now in a war that Russians can no longer ignore. Yeah, so we shall see. But uh, it's now going to become America and the West is here to take us because we're a victim. No, you went into another person's home, you stole their stuff, and then you're mad that they fought back. Hmm. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet text little golf this weekend. I was loving it. Well, I had my Raycons on. Absolutely incredible. The everyday earbuds look, feel, sound better than ever. Three sound profiles to match whatever I'm listening to, right? So isolation mode, I talk about when I'm editing or when I'm just relaxing. That's all I want to hear. Then you've got the awareness mode, which I love, which when I'm playing golf, I like to be able to hit the ball. And it's just, it's fantastic. These are the best things around. 
Optimized gel tips. So you can wear these things all day. They do not hurt your ears. You don't even know they're really there, which is amazing as well. They don't budge. Eight hours of play time and uh, 32 hours of battery life. Here's the other thing. Half the price of other premium audio uh, brands you would find out there and 49,000 five-star reviews. The best, period, case closed, end of story. So right now, you can save an extra 15% by going to buyraycon.com slash chad. To get the best earbuds around, that's buyraycon.com slash Chad. Save 15% now. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Hurry up here. Patriots are not ready. Now, I just want you guys to hear this. This is this game yesterday, CBS Game of the Week. It is their best combo of people, right? You got Jim Dance. Hello, friends. Tony Romo. Watching the game, it is the Packers playing, doing what the Packers do, right? You know, playing the game, playing their asses off. You got uh, always frustrated, but interesting Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, who does this great thing. Because he's so much smarter. He's playing chess where everybody else is playing checkers. Which is, he gets up the line fast. He sees that they're trying to, 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 to get out, right? The Patriots are struggling. And they're trying to get off the field to have too many men. He wants them to snap it quickly. Hurry up here. The Patriots are not ready. They didn't snap the ball. Tony Roma, that went out over the air without the boop. And you hear it too. It's like one of those times when everybody in the crowd gets really quiet and you could hear that word. Don't worry, though. Tony Romo's coming to the rescue. Did you hear that? He said, you've got to snap the ball a little quicker, guys. That's what I I thought I heard. He said, hey. (laughs) That's not what he said. I heard what he said, and he said, Yeah, that's what he said. Are you sure? Hey, guys, snap it faster, guys. Oh, yes. Oh, geez. Uh, yesterday was interesting. I watched uh, this, the fallout still with the whole Tunga uh, Vailoa. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, man, they are now hyper-focused on that, as they should be. As they absolutely should be. You should be hyper-focused on someone's brain, is what I'm saying. Speaking of sports, horrific tragedy in Indonesia at a soccer game. Horrible. Horrible. Officials are saying it is one of the deadliest soccer incidents ever to happen in the world, really in history. The death toll this morning is climbing. What we know is that it was a packed stadium in East Java, possibly over capacity, and the home team lost to their arch rivals for the first time in decades. Video shows crowds from the home side rushing onto the field. Skirmishes then started, officials say. Fans were throwing bottles at the players, at soccer officials, and they started clashing with police. Yeah, it got ugly from there. And what the police did is they made everything worse. They did what you're not supposed to do. And what the FIFA and everybody tells you not to do is to take tear gas and fire it. Well, they fired it everywhere, including into the stands. And I don't know if you're aware of this, 
people get crazy, they start to panic. And when panic ensues, bad things happen. But then it escalates. Riot police fire tear gas into the crowd. And what happens then is why we are seeing that huge death toll. It causes a massive stampede towards the main exit of the stadium. So all of a sudden, Willie, you have got 40,000 people all heading for the same exit. Yeah, and that didn't work. And uh, in total right now, I don't know what they're up to. I mean, I've seen everything from 125 to, to 140 people that have died uh, it harkens back to, you know, back to the day. Everybody's, ah, oh, that's what happens at soccer games. Hooliganism. Well, this was stupidity, and then the cops made it worse. Uh, I go back to the Hillsborough disaster, which took place when I was just a pup. Uh, I was actually over in Britain at the time, and the Hillsborough disaster was a soccer game that took place uh, between Liverpool, who at the time was, you know, the team, and, you know, it is, uh, you had just so many people in the crowd and somebody left another gate open that allowed more people in. And you had a place that should have had 40,000 or 30,000 had 60,000. And back then it was, you could stand in certain areas and they had fencing around and people couldn't get out. And there was a crush. That's what happened here. You had too many people trying to go through an area that you could not get that many people through. And so most of the people died from being trampled and suffocated. Horrible, horrible incident. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. We've got some immigration. A lot of good stuff to come. Talk about it straight ahead. Chad Benson, share. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me, you're you. Stay beautiful, people. Don't forget to ever, ever think that if somebody says you're not beautiful, see, that's a lie. We're uh, going on, what, a month away now from election night, 2020 midterms. Here's the question. If you're the Republicans and the Democrats, there are people out there that haven't made up their mind. Who are they and what are you going to serve them that is going to make you continue to eat at their restaurant for uh, for at least the next couple of years? Well, the Democrats are going in a direction of it's all Trump's fault. Right. That's it. Extreme mango Republicans yeah, totally. apparently do not believe in democracy anymore. And so over the next few weeks, we'll have an opportunity to make our case to the American people about our track record of accomplishments our vision for the future, and the consequences of what might happen if extreme mega Republicans are allowed to seize power. Put it on a t-shirt. I continue to say this over and over again. It's easier to sell fear and feelings than ideas and facts. That's it. True. Period. And so they've gone with this, 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 hey, we'll blame everything on Trump. Uh, it's easy to do. We'll blame everything on Trump's people. It's easy to do. They're bad. They're evil. They're going to destroy democracy. So if you continue to think that you should vote for them, understand that they're going to take everything away from you, uh, which we know is a bunch of crap. I go back to this over and over again. If they were going to steal democracy, why didn't they do it? 
because despite the yammerings of a lot of people out there that stood behind Trump, the reality was simply this. They may have said stuff in public, but behind closed doors, they were never going to let that happen. Okay? So, and neither was the guy who dressed like a the shaman, <laughs> Jake Chansley or whatever his name is. It was never going to happen, right? The Oath Keepers, it was never going to happen. But this is where they're going to go with it. They're going to they're make this all about, it's, it's MAGA land, everything's extreme, and this is what you're going to get. Fear. This means war. We are at war with these people. It is a danger to our democracy. These folks are evil. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. And so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Today's GOP is no longer a political movement. It is a fascist movement. And this is why it could be more dangerous than 1860 or the 1930s. It feels like we are not just at the brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun. And it all is about a civil war. Because those are the people who are willing to do things like take up arms. And you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. How did people get basically drawn in by Hitler? These crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society. Nazism. There, there are not many real Republicans anymore. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. This is literally called to arms. So uh, that's what we got going on there. And this is what's going to happen. So that's where they're going. But the reality is you and I live in a much different world. An absolutely much different world. And the world we live in is of reality that the Democrats, you've had it for two years. What have you done with it? We've got inflation that is through the roof. Right? We still have rising gas prices yet again. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a nightmare when it came to Afghanistan and the way we pulled out of there. And then let's just, you know, again, let's just keep with the facts. Let's not throw craziness out there as everybody is is wanting to do. Let's talk about, oh, I don't know, immigration, right? Let's just talk about immigration. How good have you been for immigration? Yesterday, Kevin McCarthy told us he essentially feels that um, you are holding House Democrats hostage from speaking out about the border crisis because of the way you whip on the House floor. How would you respond to that? And do you believe the border is secure? Well, I believe that we have to have a secure border. And I think that we are trying to address uh, the president is has a plan to address that. What plan would that be out of curiosity? I, I am uh, uh, I am asking for a friend because I've heard about this plan. And it's been very quiet. And is it a plan that anybody else knows? Or is it a plan that only the president knows? Not the vice president, who, as we remind everybody, is the czar. But that was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy, what should we do? We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these Immigrants up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. Wow. So, wow, wow. Bill, what do you think? 
Tell me. There is a limit to how many uh, migrants any society can take without severe disruption and assistance. And our system is based much more on an assumption that things would be more normal. Translation, it's not normal. This is ugly, uh, and it's getting uglier every single day. You run on that. It's easy to run on. The numbers are telling. The numbers are, are, are absolutely frightening when you look at how bad things have gotten at the border. And they're not getting any better at all. It's not even coming close to getting any better. It's a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. You stick with the things that matter. Bill Malusian. We've got to have a secure border, and the mm-hmm. president has a plan, but how have Democrats reacted as you've pressed the, on this issue? Uh, it depends who we're talking to, right? A few of them won't even make on to eye contact with me when we're chasing them mm-hmm. through the hallways. Others were pretty gracious with their time and talked to us, but um, Nancy Pelosi right there, as you just mentioned, she says, yeah, we have to have a secure border, and the president has a plan, and he's working on it. What is the plan? I mean, we're almost two years in now, right? And the numbers just keep getting worse. The administration keeps breaking their own records, right? Last year, we set the record with 1.7 million illegal crossings only to be broken this year. Fiscal year 2022, we're at 2.1 million illegal crossings, and we still have another month left to go. So, yes, there were several Democrats who we approached, and they wanted nothing to do with me or the topic of the border or immigration. Wouldn't make eye contact with me. Had nothing to say when we pressed them on. Yeah, because they have no answer. Because their answer is, well, uh, we've got a plan, and, and Trump was a meanie, and that's not a plan. Trump being a meanie is not a plan. Trump being a jerk is not a plan. He's gone. He's not president. You're in charge now. You're two years in. This isn't an hour into your administration. And many of you have been here since 1800s. So you know what's going on. What's your plan? We're not looking for perfection, just a plan. And to be fair, the White House has had something to say about your coverage. There has been some pushback on how you're covering things. Um, How does it feel to sort of get scooped into the story sometimes? I'm going to let the noise go above my head. They apparently don't like the drone. They say our coverage is alarmist. Well, what's happening down there is alarming. There have been more than 1,300 migrants who have died down there since the beginning of fiscal year 2021. There have been almost 4 million people who have crossed the border illegally. There have been 266,000 unaccompanied migrant children who have arrived at that border. Some of them we've seen drown in the river. And just to put that in a visual for you, that's three Rose Bowls worth of unaccompanied children who have arrived at the border since President Biden took office. It's chaos down there, and it is alarmist. That's why we put the drone in the, the the drone in the air, so you can see the amount of people coming across every single day. What's happening down there is out of control. Yes, out of control with zero plan. Zero plan. Zero plan. And what's the old saying, right? If you have no plan, plan to fail, and that's what, exactly what's going on. So, we're all waiting. I live in a border state. It's a disaster. Even the Democrats here are running on. We got to secure the border. Like, that's the nightmare that that is facing so many of these cities. More buses today arrived, I think, in front of in front of the vice president's house, uh, you know, doing what she said. You know, I mean, you know, she's the vice president and, uh, you know, she's she's doing her best. It is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. 
what's your plan? You've got, if you're Republicans, they are handing you everything on a platter. You've got in front of you rising crime. Touch on that a little bit. You've got, oh, immigration. Pretty, I mean, it's even if you're, if you're even a moderate Democrat, right? You're just like, oh, this isn't good. I mean, you heard Bill Clinton's like, oh, we can't have this. You've got inflation. Your failure in Afghanistan. I mean, you start checking the boxes. You don't need crazy. Stop focusing on 2020. Focus on today and you'll find yourself back in a position where, hey, guess what? We're all on level footing now. We've got the House. We've got the Senate. We'll see if that works because I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, There's been times in the past when one side has snatched defeat from the jaws of victory only to watch them hand it back to the other side. So we shall see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. My football picks. By the way, I'm doing a little bit better. I just want to point that out to you guys. Do a little bit better. And we've got cheating everywhere. So we heard about the scandal in chess, right? Remember that? With the beads. Now, poker and fishing. Oh, you got to be kidding me, kids. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens from my good friend, Dr. Dennis Black over there, who is a naturopathic doctor. This guy's done so many things in life that we should. He's lived like 10 lives from, you know, cancer survivor, Vietnam era vet uh, who is, is a war, decorated war hero, uh, helicopter pilot, Green Beret. You see, you see what I mean? And this, to him, is, is the thing that he wants to do more than anything else. Make sure your dogs out there are healthy and happy. Loves his animals. Loves the health of them. It's an easy no-brainer. You're going to get a bag for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It's not something crazy you have to do where you have to go out and buy all this new food. You keep the same food. Sprinkle that on top of your dog's food. Watch what happens. It is truly amazing. It's been incredible for my dogs, especially my older dogs. His hips don't hurt anymore. He's not lethargic. He's got tons of energy. You will love it. Put it to the test. A free bag of Rough Greens for you. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Cover the cost of shipping. Free bag for you. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Uh, Good week for me. I lost one, two, three, four games. One eleven. Have a chance to win another one tonight. I got the Rams. Definitely better the last couple weeks. That second week, I sucked. It's fun watching football yesterday, but I did notice something. Uh, the concussion protocol uh, is definitely changed. Let's go back to Thursday night. That's the thing he admires most: his ability to make adjustments at halftime. To a rolling left with the grain, and down he goes. Slung down in his own 48-yard line. Josh Tupu, and uh-oh. Yeah. Well, we saw last week, and he went down. He got up. It was wobbly. The training staff comes out. 
and uh, his fingers, the whole thing, uh, it was horrible. They call that fencing. Why was he back out there after being injured on Sunday in what looked to be a, you know, he said it was his back. And now remember, the NFL has gone through all this hell, right? They got issues. We know this more than anybody. They got issues when it comes to concussion. They hit it for years. CTE is one of those things where you're seeing football players and athletes kill themselves in a way that is heinous because they want their brain to be studied. I go back to Junior Seau. He shot himself in the chest so they could look at his brain. It's horrific. People are asking questions. How was he out there after being injured Sunday? And he said, well, it's back. But you guys have a third person that now evaluates. That's not supposed to be part of either team that evaluates concussion protocol. We're the reason why there are protocols. But we're still playing games with people's brains. And we all now have to be aware of what's happening to NFL players 10, 20, 30 years down the line. We might look back on this moment and say, oh, that's the moment that everything started going bad. Yeah. And I don't wish that on Tua, but that's just the reality that we live in now. Yeah. Anthony sent me something, ex-rugby player, uh, who is only 44, Steve Thompson, was a superstar, uh, said it wasn't worth it. He is, uh, he's got a new documentary coming out where he is basically, he's in the early throes of dementia, and it's bad. He says it wasn't worth it. I don't know if Tua will play again. The thing that happened to him the other day was what they call fencing, where your body rigor mortises liked. It was horrific to watch. Yesterday, uh, the Patriots finished with their third-string uh, quarterback, a guy named Zappi. I've never heard of the guy before. But he ended up coming in and playing because something happened to Hoyer and they concussion protocol. I saw several of those things yesterday. And are they now going to do everything as a concussion protocol? It may have to be that way. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa suffered horrifying head blows just days apart. The quarterback hitting his head on the ground. And when he hit his head on the ground, well, you guys know that. It wasn't the hit. It was the ground that caused it. It was also the ground that caused the first one in which he said going into the locker room right before that game. I was on half. That was at halftime last Sunday that it was his back that was pinched and that's why he wobbled like that that's why he wobbled like that it was not a head injury in the wake of the injury the dolphins head coach defended the decision to let tug of back on the field after that first hit saying he had been medically cleared and the team claims that injury was actually a back injury not a concussion now the nfl players association is not only firing the neurotrauma consultant who allowed tug of back on the field after the first injury it is also making big changes to the league's concussion protocol to prevent a repeat of the dangerous error you're not always going to make it perfect, right? I mean, Tonga Vailoa could have passed all the things he should, he could have passed right there, and he could have said, look, it was my back, right? He could have. He could have said, hey, it is. Because here's the thing you should know about athletes is they want to play. They want to play. And for these guys, they're 17 games a year. They're, they're, they're a lifespan as a football player is short. So they'll do anything to get back on the field. And they will. But you have to think long term. This is one of those situations where 
anybody should have been able to determine without evaluating the patient that that's a concussion or at a minimum, if you're talking about the future of the franchise, not put him back into the game. Yep. And for him, I don't know if he's going to play again. Some people are saying he might not because when he, when you hit the ground like that, when that rigor mortis happens, your brain and your brain and your, and your spine aren't talking anymore. It's horrible. It's never going to be perfect, but it's got to be better. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Florida still dealing with the aftermath of the nightmare that was Ian. And it is going to be days, weeks, and months in certain areas before they get themselves back into a, well, you know, a semi-normal way of life. But it's already coming back. I mean, you know, when you go look at the power outages, what was it last week? Uh, you know, I mean, it was three million at one point, and now it's it's down to. I mean, still, it's it's a nightmare, but it is not what it once was. Uh, it just shows you. I mean, it really shows you that like we're, we're going to come together, we're going to make this thing happen much faster. Because I think we forget that you know, look, we we we're blessed to be in this country, and the opportunities to be in this country uh, that that we have, whether you're born here, you've come here. Uh, you know, we bounce back in a way that I think surprises a lot of people. But it doesn't mean that it's over by any means. Uh, there is going to be a lot of things that have to happen. One of those things is the financial side of stuff. The flood policies are different than the homeowner's policies. Your homeowner's policy almost never will include coverage for flood and vice versa. There were a lot of people that did not have flood insurance especially in the areas hard hit. I know that's weird. They think their homeowner's insurance covers it. The other people that did have a lot of them do not have enough to cover what they lost. And the federal government's going to be kicking in and helping. And one of the things, you know, everybody's like, I can't believe, you know, this was Ron DeSantis when he was a congressman uh, for Sandy. He didn't want to vote for any of this stuff. Uh, he said he sympathized with the people of, uh, of, of, you know, of New Jersey and all the things they were going through. But he was a no on giving them aid. No, he wasn't in a no. He was in a no in the way that they wanted to do it, which was essentially, hey, we're going to borrow today and have everybody else pay it back tomorrow, which we know we continue to do over and over again. And his way was, hey, I got a great idea. Why don't we, right, because this is during the, you know, the push of all the Tea Party folk and everything. I had a better idea. Why don't we go and see some of these programs that are flush with cash that don't work why do we take a little bit from all of these programs, money we've already approved, and we put it towards this? That's not the way government does things. Government does things in the way that government loves to do things, which is simply uh, just put it on, you know, the credit card. Somebody else will pay it. Throw it on out there. Somebody else will get it done. Don't worry about it. Somebody's going to pay for it. Luckily, 
I got to say, uh, it's been pretty straightforward as far as the battle of, you know, you know, you get the crazy. It's, it's all because of climate change. It's a climate is changing. And do you see what's going on? And it's all, you know, DeSantis. It, this is just the God's way and the mother's way of getting back at DeSantis. Uh, no, it's come on. Just get your head out of your ass. Stop that. Stop that. It's ridiculous. But that's what they push through, right? Disparities. You know, when I was back when I was district attorney of San Francisco, I was elected into that. Remember, it's all climate change. Everything now is climate change. Everything. Period. Doesn't matter because it's a great cult to be in. And three, I started one of the first environmental justice units of NEDA's office in the country focused on this issue. And in particular on the disparities, which is that it is our lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by issues that are not of their own making. We have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity. Based on equity. That's our vice president They're talking about climate change and all the things she said. Why, why are you saying that? Because this is the world that they live in now. They, the, everything's based on certain things like climate change, right? Any of the things they can put into a, a perfect little box. So, uh, you know, the, he's getting what he deserves based on the fact that he doesn't sit at the altar of climate change. Remember that? Well, no, I don't either. Who does? Wackos, right? Who believe this? Just, oh, this is, this is great. This, this is what climate change. No, no. She's talking about the fact that, hey, disasters, we should make it equitable, Right? We should make it. Wait, how do you make disasters equitable based on race? Insane. So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. So equity as a concept says recognize that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention to this issue of equity. God, she's awful. She is. I don't even think anybody else knows what the hell you're talking about. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we can get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Could be the president one day, which God willing, that doesn't happen. You never know. Over the weekend, uh, Bill Maher was talking about the uh, what the hell are the Democrats going to do because you can't run this guy. I find there's a paradox with Biden. It's like first thing is he should not run again. I'm talking about <laughs> Democrats who are like pretty much, you know, in the camp. And they're like, we should not. And then they say, but do you think he's doing a good job? Doing great. He's doing great. We don't want any more of that. He's super old and there's nothing wrong with being old. There's no shame to it, you know, but there's natural processes that happen. And it seems like he is certainly losing his acuity. We've all known old people who are like, yeah, we'll take the keys now. Yeah, exactly. Take the keys now. Take it. Well, she just said we should we should treat climate change and disasters equitably. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And equality and equity are different things. I hope you know that, right? You know, equality. You have, look, it's not all fair, but you should have the equal right to compete, the opportunities, right? Equity is we're all going to end up in the same place. Wait, what? The, regardless of our skill, talent, and how much work we put into it? No. That could be the president of the United States one day. Like any day based on everything. Who wants to turn climate change into something equitable? Which we heard last week, right? When the UN comes out, we need to make it a more equitable thing when it comes to that. We can build a more equitable world based on destroying fossil fuels and get rid of everything. Which we'll talk about why that's a piss poor bad idea in a little bit. But this right here, though, goes to show you, I mean, this is what they're all about. They're all about this wacky ideology of of judge everybody based on skin who they love etc etc based on that not ability not whether or not you can get something done none of those things the same week that he did this kamala harris was over in korea saying our longtime ally north korea (laughs) what i could see is replacing the vice president yeah she's she's just not very popular anywhere And it didn't seem to work out. And um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket. But I can see them doing that because a lot of the problem with Biden being old is, oh, if he dies, then, you know, you're Mm going to get this person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the person that they put in to a position because of they wanted to be equitable. They wanted to play politics based on all kinds of stuff, not based on whether or not. She was worth it. If you talk to people from California that know her, that have worked with her, they all kind of say the same thing. Wasn't all that. Wasn't like a lot of things. How many times have you heard somebody go, man, that person's not a great singer. Why are they up there? Because somebody took a shine to them because they did something for them because of something and they pushed them to the top. This is one of those situations and they've done it to themselves that they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Okay, so here's the problem with the Democratic Party. They're so boxed in by identity politics that you cannot conceive of a Democratic ticket that doesn't have a woman, person of color on it, and pretty soon you're going to line up behind that gay Latino and you're going to have to have, you know, a a deaf Eskimo. Am I right that they are boxed in by identity? You talk about identity politics. Politics is about identity. That's what it is. But whenever there's a person of color or a woman, we say, well, that's identity politics. It's all identity politics. You okay. just got to put a ticket back and win. And that's I don't know. Now, we wrap ourselves up in the red or blue of identity politics. But if you're good, you should go to the front. Period. Case closed. End of story. But we can't do that because you have to check boxes. Now we're stuck in a situation where if something happens to our president, now you may not like him. But if something happens to our president, president of the United States of America, you're going to get this. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I mean, listen, guys. Listen, guys. We're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. That's that's you're going to get lots of that. It is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day, every day. Scary. There's I got hundreds of these. 
where you could take a a situation like a hurricane and make it let's make it equitable. And we got a guy that's heading towards his 80th year and he's struggling tremendously. And now they're like, well, what are we going to do? Nobody wants to admit it outright. Nobody will even say it outright. Name a time in history when the incumbent wasn't wanted by his own party. Hmm? And I'm wondering if you think he should run in 2024 or do you think the party should put him forward? Might be better? I'm, I'm, I'm President Biden is the president of the United States. He did a great service to our country. He defeated Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. If you care about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the education of our children, jobs for our, their families, pensions for their seniors, any subject you can name. I'm, I'm not going into politics about whether the president should, uh, should run or not. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want him to. You have, you, have, you have people around here, one of them, Mark Kelly, who is running to, uh, a tight Senate race. He's pulling away from Blake Masterson here, but on numerous occasions he's been asked about would you like Biden to come campaign? And he's dodged the question like, ah, we'd have to check our schedules. And, you know, he doesn't really have to do that because nobody wants him around. She said it there. He did what he had to do, which was defeat Trump. Sad, sad. Feel bad for the old guy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. They're like, you can be gone now. Thank you very much. Lear Capital right now wants to help you. Inflation up through the roof. What are you going to do with it? Mm, I don't know. Lear Capital. Go to Lear Chad, C-H-A-D, Lear Chad, L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D, and check out what they have. 25 years in business, incredible experience, trust pilot rating through the roof, opportunities to learn on what to do in a situation like this with precious metals, gold, silver, coins. They've got opportunities for you to check it out, including a 24-hour trade where you can look at it, and if you don't like it, after you get your invoice, you can back out of it without losing. They want to educate you right then and there on how to do this right, how to take a small bit of your portfolio, money you have, and hedge it. Right now, they're going to send you out Investor Kit, no high-pressure sales. They're also going to give you a coin, no cost, no purchase necessary. It's a 50-cent Kennedy silver dollar. Take a look at it. Simple and easy. Go to LearChad.com right there. L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. LearChad.com. LearChad.com. Let's trend. What's trending? Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You're, You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the web. It's everywhere this web. Uh, Wakanda Forever is trending. I don't know why. Is it, is it coming out? 
is it? I don't know. Mean Girls Day. No idea where that's trending. Apparently, uh, it's Mean Girls Day. Kim Kardashian, uh, she's going to pay $1.3 million over a crypto touting. Ooh, it's not good. It's not good. No, 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 no. Lots of Nobel Peace Prize stuff. Uh, Sachin Littlefeather is trending. You don't know who she is. She was an activist, took the stage, and uh, declined Marlon Brando's Oscar in 1975, setting forth a continuous barrage of politics and BS at shows that nobody watches anymore. Ooh. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I do. I remember that stuff back in the day. And this really kind of set it off. You're like, oh, yeah, it kind of did, didn't it? Head over to uh, Google Trends, which is always different. Uh, Sachin Littlefeather is the number one thing trending today. But then yesterday, it's just NFL. Vikings, Cowboys, Steelers, Mahomes, Giants, Jags. Clemson football won. Cleveland Browns. Brazil election. They're heading to a runoff. Lula and Bolsonaro. Uh, The polls were wrong on that one in a major way. (laughs) You guys haven't seen how bad those polls were. Uh, Talk about a nightmare. J.J. Watt is trending, too. You want to talk about... All the stuff that goes on with, you know, players wanting to get back and and they're willing to say some stuff just to get back on the field. J.J. Watt said yesterday he had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm. I believe it was Thursday. And he wasn't going to tell anybody, but apparently he was going to get out. So he got in front of it. And uh, that's still like, wait, what? Like you had to have your heart shocked back. Players love to play, and they want to play, and they understand the finite time that they have out there. And I go back to this. Uh, uh, Christian Eriksen is playing soccer again. He plays for Manchester United, who were embarrassed yesterday, and you should be embarrassed by that action. He almost died on the field two years ago at the European Soccer Championships, had a defibrillator put in, and he is currently playing for Manchester United. But players want to play. So that's a tough thing out there when you think about what they're willing to say and do and what they're willing to risk. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's us. You're you. Stay beautiful, baby. That's all I'm saying. Stay beautiful. If you could, stay beautiful. Uh, we were just talking earlier about uh, the hurricane, climate change, all of that stuff. Pay attention to it. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's climate change. It's, uh, it's all that could have done this. Uh, period, case closed, end of story. And, you know, right now, on top of all of that, the, uh, the hopeful president, DeSantis, is having to come out and defend... Hey, look, you know what? We 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 did what we thought was right. Uh, and, you know, as is other people in the evacuation. We did what we had to do 
at the exact same time, I wouldn't have changed anything. And I know being in those meetings from the very minute, this storm was very unpredictable. It's one of his uh, sheriffs out there because it's all it's all his fault. Right. But of course it is, because partly it's easy to, to blame him for everything because you don't like him. People ask why he got so much press over shipping 50 migrants on an airplane to Martha's Vineyards. Part of it was it's Martha Vineyard. But the other part of it is he's pretty much the front runner. Like Trump is, you know, whether people want to believe it or not, uh, he's backed himself into a corner. Many people thinking where he's going to have to run in 2024. But that doesn't mean he's automatically going to get the nod. I think a lot of people are looking over and going, man, that guy, he's been in D.C. as a congressman. He's ran a state. He fights. I like a lot of what he says because a lot of it's like Trump. It's this, this guy here may be able to be to pull it off. As that storm started to shift, then they took that data and then they acted appropriately. And that's pretty much just saying, look, we did everything we could. We looked at all the stuff and this is what happens. Well, we just have to get off all of this stuff, all of this green stuff. Look, fossil fuels and green are going to have a battle. Rather than bring it together, what's a hybrid way of making things better for the planet and better for us? We're not. We're going to go to extremes. And it doesn't work. Right? Especially when the extremes is unreliable and will cost people all kinds of stuff. Somebody who tried to transition fast was Sri Lanka. I don't know if you guys have paid any attention to this. Probably not, but we're going to talk about it. People in Sri Lanka rioted because in one year, the country slipped into extreme poverty because Sri Lanka's government fell under the influence of the world's hardcore environmentalists. The green generation has risen up. UN officials now say the climate crisis requires countries to cut nitrogen waste because chemical fertilizers give off nitrogen emissions. Activists applauded when Sri Lanka decided to become the first organic-only economy in the world. All right, so they're going to be organic-only. So this is going to be good, right? Like, that's good, organic-only. It's going to help climate change, all of that stuff, yada, yada, yada. The country's president banned all synthetic fertilizers. They were forced to go organic overnight. And their production has plummeted since. Suddenly, the same farms produced much less food. Food prices rose 80%. That sparked these protests. The protesters stormed into the president's mansion. The president resigned the next day. It turns out that people need chemical fertilizer. By the way, not just them, everybody. One of the big issues that's going on right now in Ukraine and Russia with the giant war is the fact that vast majority of fertilizer is produced in those nations. And because of that, there could be more issues when it comes to famine. These people, Sri Lanka, they ran head on into it, said this feels like it feels like the right thing to do. Michael Schellenberger, once named one of Time magazine's heroes of the environment, now says today's green dogma would lead to mass starvation. We could only support two to three billion people on Earth if we just relied on natural fertilizers like manure. Why can't we make more organic manure? It takes twice as much land just to produce all the cows that you need the manure from. So synthetic fertilizers are a friend to saving nature because they reduce how much land we need. We have to get to 100% renewable energy. It's out of control. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Michael Schellenberger, again is a big, or was at one time, very big in the environmental world. 
But he's pointed out on numerous occasions somewhere it became a business where you push back and you destroy anybody that stands in your way because it's about making money. That's it. In the short term insanity. And if we talk about this, think about right now, if you had to rebuild windmills, solar panels, all of the things that could have been destroyed in Florida, that were all renewable energies, how long that would take. Not only coupling the facts, if you don't have electricity, how are people going to get around? Well, yeah, there's that too. Huh. That's interesting. How do we meld the two together? Fossil fuels are never going to go anywhere because we rely on them for all kinds of things that have nothing to do with us getting in a car and driving. We're in the worst energy crisis in 50 years. Energy prices going from record to record. And yet here we are. Governments are trying to make energy more scarce and expensive. European power plants are desperately trying to buy coal because wind energy hasn't performed. Totally insane. There's no other word for it. Yeah. They run into it. They lean into the wackiness because it feels good. I'll say it again. It's easier to sell fear and feelings than ideas and facts. It's way easier because I want to feel good. I want to know I'm doing good for the environment. We need to do better for the environment. We can do it. Put our heads together. We can come up with it. But when you've got competing interest and one of them based in, in insanity, right? Feels good. Love to get there. Not going to happen. Not anytime soon. And one that's based in reality And here's the reality for all of us as voters, as individuals. If it truly affects us, we're going to get involved. If it doesn't affect us, we may say the right thing, eh, but that's as far as it's going to go. Very few people are just, hey, you know what? I'm giving up everything because I want to do the right thing. No, it doesn't happen that way. The minute it becomes an issue, you get involved. So if gas prices go to 550 and food goes through the roof and all of a sudden you're paying attention to why is this happening? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm paying more attention to that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons. Once again, we've gotten ourselves far away from wanting to produce anything, let alone any of the other stuff. Uh, I, I look out here, we have a huge problem here on the, the, the West Coast, if you will, when it comes to our fuel prices. 6.30 in San Diego, out here where I am, I'm, you know, two weeks ago I paid 2.69, it's now 5.30. Well, we don't have any refineries, one of them's offline. When's the last time we built a refinery? The 1970s. There are refineries that are for sale and nobody wants to touch them. Why? Why would I? and fight with environmental people every day? Yeah, I'll pass on that. This pursuit of a chemical-free world is insane. Modern technologies like chemical fertilizer make people's lives better. Stopping that progress brings disaster. With poverty soaring, one in five Sri Lankans are going hungry. People have no gas to cook. People have no money to buy food. So this has to stop. Sri Lanka today, the world tomorrow, Let's hope the hardcore environmental left doesn't get its way. Yeah. Yeah. How do we do it together? Well, if there's money to be made and somebody smart enough can come up with ideas, I think they can do it. But remember, it's always about the, mon- the money. You follow the money. We talked about Al Gore last week. So we're, what, $300 million? Wasn't worth that. When he came out of the White House as vice president or the administration, he wasn't worth any- anywhere close to that. 
He's parlayed this into a huge business. Good for him, but bad for the rest of us. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. You can tweet at us. You can text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Keeping an eye on the insanity that is Russia. How serious could it get? We have to take those threats seriously. We, we must. It'd be easy if we could just blow it off, but we can't. Uh, these are serious threats uh, made by a serious nuclear power. So we're w- watching this as best we can. Yeah. And it's, is he getting closer? Again, he's seeing his people escape. He's seeing his people run away. He is now having to hear from people that uh, once were on his side telling him, hey, dude, it's uh, this game's over. Two of his major uh, countries who have been at least providing some tacit support, India and China, have publicly spoken out uh, against what he's doing in Ukraine and done so right in front of him publicly. So he's losing a lot of sympathetic ears, not only in Russia, but outside Russia as well. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. He doesn't seem to have any other plan except going forward and continuing to, you know, take that saber and rattle it as much as possible and watch his people flee. Nobody wants to be there. We're more sanctions on him today. They're feeling sanctions like they've never felt them before. But in Ukraine, the event was marked by a Russian missile strike onto a convoy of civilians in Zaporizhia, one of the deadliest in months, killing over 30 and injuring dozens. The cynical strike underlining the reality Putin's rushed annexations are signs not of victory, but of mounting desperation. And that's exactly what it is, mounting desperation. And that is going to continue And when you have people that are desperate, we've talked about it on numerous occasions here, they are willing to do things that others just aren't to try to save something. And could he be so desperate as to do something nuclear? God, I hope not. But do I know at this point in time? I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody does. But more and more people are starting to pay attention as the voices get louder over there that this guy is feeling like he may do something. Would I be surprised if we woke up one day in the future and he has unleashed a tactical nuke on an area that has killed thousands? I wouldn't be. And what does that do? That changes the world overnight. China's not going to back him. India's going to step away. And then he's looking at us and NATO and saying, all right, now what do I do? I'd like to think there is somebody in the Kremlin that will not push him out now. But if push came to shove, would. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Those Rough Greens. Rough Greens. My dog Doodle likes his Rough Greens. Give them to him every single day. They're going to send you a bag for free. All right? So you get a free bag. They're not asking you to do anything other than that. They want you to try it. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Don't change anything. And over the next several weeks, watch what happens. You will be surprised at the energy your dogs have. You will be surprised if they've got aches and pains, how those alleviate. It's, it's truly amazing. So Dr. Dennis Black wants to give you a bag for free and put them to the test. How do you get it? You go to roughgreens.com slash chat, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat to try it today. Roughgreens.com slash chat, roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. 
smiling at me. The horror pick Smile easily topped the weekend box office, scoring a $22 million debut. That's the biggest domestic opening in nine weeks. Keep calm and carry on. Last week's number one, Don't Worry Darling, drops to second with another $7.3 million, bumping The Woman King into third in week three. You're in a throuble? Not great news for bros. The LGBTQ plus romantic comedy debuted in fourth with a weak $4.8 million bucks. But how can that be? Because all of you are homophobic. Did you see it? I don't see any movies. Billy Eichner, who stars in her Eichner, stars in it. It's basically said that. Rolling Stones already has bros as one of the, on the list of one of the best comedies of the 21st century. <laughs> what? This is one of the best comedies. Do you, you, don't, you don't think because of, but you're all homophobic. No, it just didn't look good. It's also the other part of it. It just didn't look good. How about that? How about how about just because you're gay or you're black or you're a lesbian or whatever it is, that maybe if people don't want to see the movie, it's because they didn't really think it was that interesting. I'm just saying. Like, Have you thought about that? Have you thought the reason that they went and saw Smile is it's because it's October? And October tends to be the time we release movies for the month, which is not the love month. I would have released this in February. Oh, that might have been better. I wouldn't have gone up against Halloweeny movies. Just wouldn't have done it. The other thing is, I didn't even know it was out there. Apparently, they spent tons of money. I mean, tons of money. Promoting this thing, I never saw anything until Friday. And the funny thing is, I thought it was one of those series. I didn't know it was a movie. <laughs> but oh, it looks kind of interesting. Because there's a big part in it where they're trying to figure out what to do for the LGBTQ uh, museum. And this one, uh, I believe it's a person who's trans, stands up and says, do you know when you go to the, like, the, the history museum, uh, they have like the giant blue whale that's there. Why don't we do it with a lesbian? <laughs> They're like, I don't think we could do that. Then they got into an argument about why does bisexual people only get one week, but trans people get a month. <laughs> it was just, it was, and I'm like, that's kind of funny because it showed the absurdity of it all. But the reality is nobody wanted to see it. Probably better as a series. But alas, you're homophobic, Whatever. I haven't seen Smile either, and I'd probably watch that, but it's got to, you know, it's got to be rated pretty much PG because I have a child. We <laughs> Here's some good parenting. She's like, Dad, I want to watch Chucky. I said, all right, it's a USA thing. Like, how graphic can it get? And it's not really graphic. It's just Chucky. It's not really scary. But it was, you know, we, we watched that. It was a good parenting moment last night. We, it's the series, too. It's not the movies. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. There's cheating in chess, apparently. Allegedly. Now, there's cheating in poker and fishing. You f***ed over a lot of people, man. They've been doing this for years. Cheating that is video from the conclusion of a big fishing tournament that ended Friday on Lake Erie. Competitors are showing off their final catches. Heaviest catch gets the big prize. Except right after these guys are announced the winners, the tournament organizer starts cutting into their fish and discovers lead weights. Get out of here! 
It's tough to hear between the bleeps, but the organizer, Jason Fisher, yes, that is his real name, dramatically holds up a lead weight and, like an umpire, tells him, you're out of here. The other anglers are way less polite. I mean, we all f- knew it. What the f- man? So they cheated. There's a $30,000 prize up for grab. Uh, and they had stuck weights in there because they wanted to win, apparently. They wanted to win. It was a cash prize for thirty grand, and they went nuts. They were disqualified as winners at the event last year because one of them failed a polygraph test at the time. Runyon, who was one of the people that they've accused, he denied that they were guilty of any wrongdoing. And so that's where we're at now. We're cheating in everything, right? You're keistering stuff to get a signal from somebody. You're you're putting things inside fish to make them seem heavier it's just there we are people's desperations to win 323-538-2423 at chad benson show to twitter your instagram and all that kind of stuff you can text the program if you like i try to answer everybody back as best as possible if you miss any of the show please grab our podcast we're great podcasts are available you should find it wandering around there chad benson show This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson not too far away what are we about a month away now from the magic that will be voting time decide which way the the house and the senate go economy still top of mind i paid 525 again for gas somebody over the weekend said we get a gas is high stop talking about gas it's not just about gas. Gas gets higher. Groceries get higher. Groceries get higher. People go, all right, why is stuff so high? Spending was up last month. Spending was up last month because people, for the love of goodness, have to spend more to get the same or less. That's not a win. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's not a win. It's not to win. Everybody, it's weird that you're this late in the game and you're still trying to decide, where am I going with our campaign? Right. For some, it's been, you know, straightforward. The Republicans at times have been all over the place. The Democrats have been at time all over the place. Their big thing that really, I think, brought them back wasn't abortion. Some people say, oh, it was good for their 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 their, their pocketbooks. And again, we've talked about this all the time. Money, 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 baby. These these things are all about the dollar bills. But the reality is, is winning and dollar bills don't always go hand in hand. What has been something they've done is paint the Republicans as evil, as extremists. That's kind of been their midterm thing. Extreme angle Republicans apparently do not believe in democracy anymore. And so over the next few weeks, we'll have an opportunity to make our case to the American people about our track record of accomplishments, our vision for the future, and the consequences of what might happen if extreme mega Republicans are allowed to seize power. Remember, it's all about fear. I said it last. Write this down, people. Why don't you put it on a T-shirt? It's easier to sell fear and feelings than ideas and facts. 
That's a selling of fear. If you if you go out and you vote for this person over here, you hire them essentially, all they're going to do is destroy everything you believe in. You're not convincing somebody, hey, my ideas are better, which is what we should be doing, right? I mean, in, fe- in theory, that's a theory. We should be doing that. We don't because it's easier to look over and go, man, I could try to convince them through ideas, but eh, I don't always think these people are the sharpest people out there, right? The bulb isn't the brightest, if you will. So uh, I'll just tell them that ah, they're going to come take away all your stuff and you're going to end up in serious trouble uh, if you don't vote for me. This means war. We are at war with these people. It is a danger to our democracy. These folks are evil. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. And so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Today's GOP is no longer a political movement. It is a fascist movement. And this is why it could be more dangerous than 1860. The brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun. And it all is about a civil war. Because those are the people who are willing to do things like take up arms. And you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. How did people get basically drawn in by Hitler? These crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society. Nazis. There are not many real Republicans anymore. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. This is literally call to arms. It's it. literally a call to arms. I, I love that. It's it, And remember, since we had, you know, Biden's speech with the red behind that weird speech on that Thursday night, the week before the NFL kicked off, because he knew he couldn't do it on, on, on Thursday night once the NFL kicked off, because nobody's going to be watching. What have we had? We've, we've had some incidents, you're right. We had a young 18-year-old kid who, quote-unquote, was an extremist MAGA person who was run over by a guy in a town where they kind of all know each other because he thought the extremist MAGA 18-year-old was going to get him. So he he's, he's pleading, a, uh, you know, because he, now he's been charged with first-degree murder from what I understand. We've had several other incidents, right? But it's funny that it's just this side that says how evil somebody is, how bad they are, they're the biggest threat in the world, and the arms should... By the way, liberals, you, you, you guys, as many people point out, you don't have the means or the want to get into a fight if that's what you're really aching for, which is the dumbest thing in the world, because we all know it's not going to happen. How are we going to have a civil war? Honestly. We don't all live within 20 you know, miles of each other, right? If you're really that itching for a civil war. I mean, people in California is like, we got to go help our friends. Like, eh, I, don't really, I don't think so. I told you, we will have a civil war when you can make it an app. Until then, it's Twitter. That's what you've got. So that's where they're going with it. We've all expected that. It's easier. And for the Democrats, if you're going to go, okay, what are the Republicans going to hit us with? It's got to be the same thing that you've been hitting with them with over and over again and continue to hit them with over and over again and continue to throw at them, which is not hate and they're evil. If you do that, you're stupid. It's low-hanging fruit. Gas prices through the roof. Inflation up. We haven't had this kind of issue since the 70s. Go with the things that matter. 
Sell your ideas of being energy independent, keeping our taxes low and thriving. Sell yourself in such a way that you show that, hey, this is what we're all about. Try to expand the tent. You do that, you win. You don't do that, well, it's going to be interesting. And it is going to be interesting in several places. It's going to be very interesting. I look over and I see, you know, Pennsylvania, and I'm thinking to myself, man, Oz may win this thing. And it all has to do with Fetterman. It's just all over the place. The guy is, you had a stroke. And God bless you. I don't, nobody wants anything to happen to you. But now things are starting to come out that shows that you're struggling mightily. On top of that, some of the stuff that you, you know, your, your progressiveness about letting murderers out, then trying to walk it back, things are starting to pop out as you knew they would. Right? That's why when you wonder why some people have been quiet in certain areas, you know, out here we have Katie Hobbs who's running against Carrie Lake. That's probably the biggest governor's race right now in the country because Carrie Lake is so loud and, you know, they call her Trump in a dress and things of that nature. The reality is, is, the, her, her opponent has been very, very quiet, will not debate, is never seen anywhere, trying to pull the Biden. Biden at least had excuse. There was a pandemic. He's an elderly gentleman. There was somewhat of an excuse. For Katie Hobbs, there's a lot of other things out there. She's very left wing in a state that is still red-ish, even though it's more purple. Definitely when it comes to the national things, it's purple, national side of things, but it's definitely red when it comes to local and state government. But the thing that made me laugh is there's a lot of stuff that she's got to answer for when it comes to racism and sexism inside of her, as she's been the, uh, you know, uh, secretary of state here inside of her office. And she just won't come out and talk and that, because there's plenty of stuff out there. And that's what you're starting to see. These October surprises started showing up in early September, and they're continuing. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, It is still ugly out there. It is still nasty out there. Uh, But uh, Florida, last night, watched the football game. Tampa was lucky in the area where they played the game. Uh, It was, you know, they said, look, they got a few inches of rain. It wasn't awful. The stadium was in great shape. There was... 60,000 people there, but uh, the reality is it's still ugly, it's still nasty, and there's still lots to do. Uh, my friend will probably join us tomorrow. He's an insurance adjuster, he's my best buddy in the whole world, uh, next to my uncle, and, and he is out there. He flew out to Missouri on Saturday morning, and then him and a couple other guys, they have a big RV, and they're going to go, and they're going to work all this stuff, and I want to get a sense of what it's like out there. But it is still ugly. It is still nasty. And uh, uh, that insurance thing is a real thing. The flood policies are different than the homeowner's policies. Your homeowner's policy almost never will include coverage for flood and vice versa. And that's a big thing because a lot of people out there did not have the amount of flood insurance they needed. And while there, thank God, there isn't the thousands of deaths that a lot of people thought, there still may be, uh, there's still some people missing. But it doesn't look like it's going to be ten or 20000 It may only be a couple hundred. Thank God for that, and it's unfortunate. But the other side of it is the rebuilding side, which people are going to be looking at. And when we talk about climate change, I always go back to this, right? And we'll touch on it a little bit later. Climate change is one of those things where when they talk about how awful all these things are, rarely are they talking about human life. They're always talking about the amount of money. Well, when you put X amount of people in an area, that didn't have X amount of people 
hundreds of years ago, a hundred years ago. Well, things have changed. Things are more expensive. And that's what they're talking about. So they say these things are getting worse, which they're not. Which they're not. They're just hitting areas where there was no population and there is a population now. Absolutely, there is a population. Then you've got to worry about the people that loot. And of course, you have to bring this up every time because guess what happens? People run away when they see the police coming and then they come back. Because all of the people that were smart, they took off. Or some people stayed back. And I understand why some people stay back. They're like, I'm not letting my, my place get freaking ruined by these nut jobs who want to come here and steal stuff. And yes, that's been happening. We want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved. And if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Well, that's about as uh, real as it's going to get. Translation, if you start robbing somebody and they happen to be home and they shoot you dead, you have been warned. Pretty much as simple as it gets right there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Want to hear from every single one of you. Love hearing from all of you. My pillow right now is a great deal on the per kale bed sheets. Normally 90 bucks. Yours $40 right this second. Plus, plus great, great, great deep discounts on every single MyPillow product that's out there. So how do you get this amazing Percale bed sheet? You go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. It's got 250 thread count, breathable, absolutely amazing. We've got them on all of our beds right now, and they are awesome. Cool, comfortable, and that 250 thread count, woo, slide into a million bucks. You will love the feel of these. And normally, again, like, like I said, $90. Yours right now, just... 40 bucks. Oh, 60 day money back guarantee as well. You're going to have a choice of king, queen. You're going to get pillowcases, tons of colors and styles to choose from. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Take advantage of all the deep discounts on every single thing that's available right now at MyPillow. The pillows, the mattress toppers, you name it, they've got it. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. I want to also speak to uh, Mr. Putin. America and its allies are not going, let me emphasize, are not going to be intimidated, are not going to be intimidated by Putin and his reckless words and threats. He's not going to scare us and he doesn't or intimidate us. Putin's actions are a sign he's struggling. The sham referenda he carried out, well, the United States is never going to recognize this. Quite frankly, the world's not going to recognize it either. He can't seize his neighbor's territory and get away with it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely uh, as simple as that. It gets no more simple than this. And still the biggest story in the world is this because of, you know, the annexation, the fake taking God knows how many. I think it was 15 plus percent of the country saying it's ours now. You know, you're, you're hearing people saying, well, this is his way of trying to figure out how to negotiate out of this. 300 to 500,000 men have already fled the country. He wants 300,000 men to go die in a country next to his because it's not his. And that's the way he looks at it. It's not their country. It's not our country. 
and I'm not talking about Ukraine, I'm talking about Russia. It's his country, and he's expanding his reach. That's what he's doing. And do I think it's going to work? No, I don't think it's going to work. And I think he is now trying to figure out exactly how he goes about getting the people behind him. Using the speech to make a call to arms to Russians, telling his people they're in a global conflict with the West and America. Later on Red Square, an emphatic Putin. Leading in cheers a crowd that have mostly been bussed in to try to rally a nation now in a war that Russians can no longer ignore. Yeah. And and why is he doing this? Well, this is the great way for him to say America is coming for you. And that's what he's been saying. Here comes America. They're coming for you. Here comes America. They're coming to destroy you. Here comes America and the West to take everything away, because the one thing about Russia, and it's always been this way, is they love to play the victim. And that's what he's appealing to everybody. He's playing, hey, this is it. They're coming. All the things he didn't want to have happen are happening. There's a there's an application for NATO. Which, by the way, Ukraine was never going to get into NATO. But now all of the stuff that he didn't want to happen is happening. He's pushed other neighbors into NATO, Finland and Sweden. He has made it really... <laughs> bad for his country when it comes to their financial side of things and he's still threatening to do something that is just absolutely insane which is use nuclear weapons and that's terrifying myself president biden has been clear our administration has been clear that there is a risk given all of the loose talk and the nuclear saber rattling by putin uh, that he would consider this and we've been equally clear about what the consequences would be we have communicated that directly to the russians we do not presently see indications about the imminent use of nuclear weapons now do i think he's going to use? i would like to think that as much saber rattling as he's doing he's not going to use it i would love to think that he's not going to use it. I do not know for certain if he will or won't. I don't think anybody does. We're going to get deeper into this as we go out throughout the, uh, the, the rest of this hour and stuff because it is very interesting that you've got a president here who is, you know, uh, dealing with this and he's struggling. Let's be real. I mean, you know, people talked about over the weekend and we're going to touch on that, you know, with Bill Maher as well as, you know, uh, Face the Nation this weekend, a few other places that look, the, some of the stuff that he's doing is 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 disturbing it's unsettling when it comes to here's the president of the united states dealing with all of these things and a global potential for war and he's asking is a dead congressperson around that to me is is that's a national security issue i go back to what i said last week and i'll continue to go back to this over and over and i've been saying for weeks take away the it's i just don't i don't like the look of it it's embarrassing and it's sad And think about the global implications of having our president not all there in a time of crisis. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. We should Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, 
independent life. This is Chad Benson. Again, we are in a potential of global nuclear warfare. <laughs> that is that is the potential of what may happen if the a-hole that runs the country of Russia, who has made himself emperor, dictator, autocrat, decides to twist off and end everything. You know, you, you go through your mind, like, why would he do that? Well, simple. I mean, this guy is, he's a legacy dude, right? That He looks back. How is he going to be remembered? As a guy who enriched his buddies and pals? No, he wants to be remembered as, as somebody who maybe tried to bring the Soviet Union back together, but was stopped by the West and all of their evil. He doesn't want to be remembered as part of the just going along with it new world that Russia finds itself in. He's power hungry. You'd like to think there's somebody in the Kremlin that could stop him. I'm not quite sure there is, at least at this moment. I think if it got to that point where he may say, hey, let's nuke something, well, then you, you, you might see somebody say, all right, I got to take the chance to stop this now. But on the other side, you've got our president, who is uh, on the struggle bus almost daily. Last week, uh, you had the Jackie thing, which was just tough. Is Jackie here? No, she's not here because she's dead. And then the next day, he's on stage and he's just wandering around aimlessly and he's like, where's he? Well, he has no idea where he is. That's a, that's a potential threat to our national security. If you were ever going to try something right now, you're like, this guy's not in his right mind. We could easily try something right now and get away with it. Because I don't know who's running the show back there. And that's a fair question to ask. And people are asking the question over and over again. Chuck Todd. Look, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre has a, has a very tough job, and I think she uh, goes out there every single day, and a number of people could not do what she does every day. Look, Now, a number of people could do, and they could do it better. Let's not pretend that. Look, I think it's very clear that the president had a slip of the tongue, obviously, um, and I'm sure he is extremely apologetic to the family of the congresswoman if he caused them any more trauma or agony. No one, uh, I mean, I think everyone understands that the president, unfortunately, uniquely understands how the family is feeling, and I'm sure he made that very clear to them when they came to the White House on Friday. I think just to acknowledge it, he had a slip of the tongue, move on. It's unfortunate. Again, life is here. He understands and empathize. I think that's what's most important here. And I think Corrine did try to do that. People make mistakes and you try to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is like we've all done it before. Fair enough. All right. No, we haven't. We haven't. When's the last time you went somewhere to ask if a dead person was there outside of not knowing that person had died? He knew. And I go back to this. Never. I didn't hear him ask for anybody else. Did you? You can spin it how you want to spend it. It's 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 a tough listen. Spin it how you want to spin. Oh, well, there's this and there's that. Here's the reality. It's none of those things. It's a hot mess. And he has made it a hot mess because they continue to put him out there. And he's not there. He's not. He's just not there. And it's a struggle. And it's sad. It is. I don't want to see my president embarrassed. I don't care if he is or isn't, quote, unquote, your president because I didn't vote for him. He stole it. The reality is he is representing us. He's our president. And I don't want to see him embarrassed. 
I don't want to see him run over. And you wonder who's running the show behind there, which is also scary. Speaking of that, number two would happen to be, oh, what do we call her? Mm, so many things. So many things we could call her. Uh, Bill Maher talked about uh, that lady, Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States of America. And as the polls are like, oh, he should run again. He shouldn't run again. Remember, they're always asking that question. Right. And I'm wondering if you think he should run in 2024 or do you think the party should put him forward? Might be better. I'm, I'm, I'm president. Biden is the president of the United States. He did a great service to our country. He defeated Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. If you care about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the education of our children, jobs for our, their families, pensions for their seniors, any subject you can name. I'm, I'm not going into politics about whether the president should, uh, should run or not. When's the last time you heard anybody in their party talk about the, the incumbent on whether or not they should run because you don't want to get into politics. Oh, you might get somebody who was upset with Trump, right? Some of those. But when's the last time you heard it when it was somebody that mattered? By the way, uh, there is, uh, you know, everybody's asked this question. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, and, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Oh, Putin's Yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say another way. Why you're all so surprised the way I react. No one's ever wondered what I mean what I say. The question is I sometimes say all that I mean. As I step all over my coat. Yeah. Good thing my mom's not around. Oh, the answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. Anyway. Because the drinks bring back all the memories. And the memories bring back memories bring back your... Yeah. So that's the potential right there. And then you've got behind him Kamala Harris. And we know what Kamala's capable of doing, which is many things. Most of it incoherent all over the place and quite frankly terrifying to think that she may be the one (laughs) she is still a heartbeat away i would continue to say that keep him alive at all cost i find there's a paradox with biden it's like first thing is he should not run again i'm talking about (laughs) democrats who are like pretty much you know in the camp and they're like we should not and then they say but do you think he's doing a good job doing great he's doing great we don't want any more of that. He's super old, and there's nothing wrong with being old. There's no shame to it, you know, but there's natural processes that happen, and it seems like he is certainly losing his acuity. It's, We've it's, all known old people who are just, like, yeah, we'll take the keys it's, now. It's such- That's what I keep saying. It's taking the keys. It's taking the keys. You take the keys. But here's the thing. The Republicans should pounce on this. They have backed themselves up the democrats into a corner where you've picked somebody based on checking boxes a female uh you know uh part asian part part black uh in in kamala harris but absolutely i think we can all admit useless that's what she is she is she's she's i'm sorry she's just 
She's not all that in a bag of chips. That's sexist. No, it's not. And women, stop saying stuff sexist. If you get criticized, you want to play with the boys, right? That's the whole point. It's like, we want equality. We want to play with the boys. That's what we want. You think men haven't been tearing each other down for centuries? This has nothing to do with your, whether you're a woman. I'll say this now. I would rather have Clinton president than Biden at this moment. Because I think she's a lot more there. And I think she's a lot healthier. <laughs> the same week that he did this, Kamala Harris was over in Korea saying, our longtime ally, North Korea. Mm-hmm. What I could see is replacing the vice president. Yeah, she's, she's, she's not very popular anywhere. And <laughs> it didn't seem to work out. And um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket. But I can see them doing that because a lot of the problem with Biden being old is, oh, if he dies, then, you know, you're going to get this person. Yeah. And that's the question a lot of people are asking. Like, oh, my God. You know, what do we do? How do well, if you're if you're really going to run again and get Nancy Pelosi said it best. He provided the service they wanted, which was to get that other guy out. I think they thought. Oh, she's going to be good, right? You know, we know her. She's going to be fine, and and uh, uh, this is going to be this is going to be good, right? That he'll not run, and we'll have a ticket where she picks somebody. It's going to be fantastic. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. No, no, that time is not every day. Not with you. Period. Case closed. It's time to move on. But they're stuck because of what I've been saying. You've picked a woman of color. All of the things, just like with KJP, do you think they really sit around and go, she's doing a great job? No, they're like, oh, God. You know, same thing we used to do with Spicy, right? I, I have Spicy on the show once in a while. I love Sean Spicer. Spicer said it. Ah, it probably wasn't the job for me. I get that. But now with identity politics, and remember feelings and all that kind of stuff, you paint yourself into a corner where you're stuck now with something that may not be able to compete in a way that you think you want to, who can express the ideas that you want expressed because of, well, great sayings like... Just what I said. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Okay, so here's the problem with the Democratic Party. They're so boxed in by identity politics that you cannot conceive of a Democratic ticket that doesn't have a woman, person of color on it, and pretty soon you're going to line up behind that gay Latino, and you're going to have to have, you know, a a deaf Eskimo. Am I right that they are boxed in by identity? You talk about identity politics. Politics is about identity. That's what it is. But whenever there's a person of color or a woman, we say, well, that's identity politics. It's all identity politics. You okay. just got to put a, a ticket that can win. And that's I don't that, know. No, and let me tell you why. Because identity politics is, we've all now wrapped ourselves in, in, in politics. And in, in our, that's our identity. That's who we are to a certain extent. Here's the thing, though. If you are afraid to change something, because you're afraid of the way it'll make you look on Twitter and to the social justice warriors, even if it means actually doing the right thing. That's where identity politics comes in. And that's the problem here. You've, you've put yourself in a position where you guys have now made it so you can't even make a change, even if it's for the right reason, because identity politics. And that hurts us all. Especially if they were to win again, 
which I don't think he's running. And I'm telling you, there's a guy in California that is not going to let identity politics and his cis, white, hetero way (laughs) get in the way of his chance to be the most beautiful president we've ever had. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. That's why I worry about what goes on when it comes to this, because when I hear stuff like, I don't know, nuclear war, uh, it gets a little worrisome. I'm just saying, it does. It gets a little worrisome when, when, when you hear about the stuff that's going on and you've got these two at the helm. Ukraine, a country a third the size of Russia, has a bigger, much more effective army on the ground and other assets as well. General Petraeus, they're talking about that, which makes me nervous because they're kicking ass and we've given them all the stuff we said. We're not going to give you that. Now we are because we understand what's going on. And you've got a guy who's asking for a dead woman and then walking around in circles and going into a coat room. And then you've got the other lady who's vice president who says just stuff that's insane. Yeah, if I was to attack, this would be the time to use a nuclear weapon and then dare them to do anything. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Twitter is, you tweet us, you can text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I do. Uh, Lear Capital wants to help you. Inflation's up, as you know it. So what's the best way to fight inflation? How about gold, silver, right? Coins. Opportunities in front of you right now to take a step and go, how do I diversify and protect myself? Worst week and worst month we've had last month since March 2020, and we were in a pandemic. We're down almost 10%. And that was a whooping. So what do you do? Gold, silver, Coins, things like that. Right now, Lear Capital wants to send you an investment kit just to show you, hey, look, potential of what you can do here and how you can hedge yourself in times like these by taking a little of what you've got, not all of it, and hedging your bets and making money and growing that. On top of that, they're going to send you out a silver half dollar, Kennedy silver half dollar, to show you, uh, hey, look, we're serious about this. These are some of the things we deal in, and we just like to talk to you. Huge trust pilot rating that is fantastic. 25 years experience, and they really want to educate you in ways that I think we're, will make you go, okay, cool. I'm just nice. Get an understanding. It's not a hard sell at all. Go to Learchad, L-E-A-R-Chad.com, Learchad.com. Talk to them today. It's simple and easy. Get a free coin from them, a Kennedy silver half dollar learchad.com my football picks i did really well much better on track a lot of stuff to talk to plus tony romo ah he's the best in the biz kids chad benson joe Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. I got my picks uh, much better this weekend. Starting to start to pick up some steam. I only lost the Lions game. By the way, the Lions score a lot of points. They can't stop anybody. Goodness me, they're fun to watch. Uh, Colts lost yesterday. Uh, Ravens lost, which I was surprised. Now, that was a hell of a game. I watched that game. Bills uh, came and played hard, and uh, uh, that was a fun game to watch. A little bit of rain, slosh sliding around. But outside of that, I did well. Got some wins. I got up early, watched the Vikings game. Man, that Will Lutz hit the 
post. It was in Tottenham Stadium in London. A uh, 60-yarder he made to, to uh, tie the game. Then they went down and kicked a field goal, the Vikings did. He had a chance with time running out, hit a 61-yarder. He had the distance, and it hit the upright, and then it hit the goal post. It went boink, boink, double bouncer. Uh, so they lose there. Uh, Steelers was my other loss, but the Giants win, Chargers, Falcons, Cowboys, Eagles, Cards. They can't win at home, but they uh, uh, they they went on the road. It's funny because Ravens, that was their fifth loss in a row at home. I was like, dang, that's not good. Raiders got to win, Packers, Chiefs last night. That was a fun game watching that too. Uh, but it was it was it was interesting. And the other interesting thing that happened yesterday in that Packers game, Tony Romo. So, you know, they got cameras everywhere. They got microphones everywhere. It's always kind of fun because you never know what's going to happen. And every once in a while, you're going to get somebody who says something not supposed to. And Aaron Rodgers is great at running up to the line, looking, and they're trying to change personnel. And he wants them to snap the ball because in doing so, they're going to have too many men on the field. That didn't happen the way he wanted it. Hurry up here. Patriots are not ready. Snap the effing ball, he said. Tony Romo then decides to decipher that for everybody in Tony Romo Esquire. Did you hear that? He said, you've got to snap the ball a little quicker, guys. So That's what I thought I heard. He said, hey. We have a- <laughs> hey, snap the ball, guys. <laughs> he did not say that. He said, snap the <laughs> But uh, watching some of the games yesterday, I noticed... Uh, <clears throat> The concussion protocols, if you will, seem to be a little tighter in the Patriots game. So they're already down a quarterback. Their their starter is out right now because he has got a high ankle sprain. So they turn to Brian Hoyer, who is their backup starter, and he seemed to sustain a bit of potentially a head injury. I don't really remember it, but after the whole tongue of to a tongue of Aloha, which we've talked about, you know, throughout the day. And if you saw that last Thursday night, the way that that thing went down, the fingers, you know, the fencing response, they call it. We used to call it rigor mortising, where you're knocked out and your body is, is stiff. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Solid fun show today. We'll do it again tomorrow if they let us. You guys have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.